The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who tried to destroy our America. With his faithful valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, The Champion, The Green Hornet Strikes Again. Mike Axford, reporter on the Daily Sentinel, entered Britt Reed's outer office where Miss Case, secretary to the young publisher, was busy typing letters. Hi, Casey. Well, Michael, you certainly took long enough for lunch today. Oh, I ain't been eating all this time. I've been talking to the sports editor. I talked him out of some tickets to the fight tonight. You want to go along? I don't know about that. I've never been to a boxing match, and I don't Soon know... Soon, this they... is something you shouldn't miss. That middleweight fighter, young Burbank, is taking on Ennis. And if he wins this fight, Burbank will meet the champ next month. Well, if Mr. Reed thinks it's all right... Well, let's go in and ask him right now. Come on. All right. Hi, Reed. Casey and I want to ask you something. Well, what is it you want to ask? <laughs> this is really Axford's idea, Mr. Reed. <laughs> what is? Uh, look, Reed. I got three swell ringside seats for Burbank's fight tonight. I was wondering if you'd like to come along. I asked Casey to go, too. I told Axford I'd never been to a boxing match. It'd be a new I... experience for you, then, Miss Case. Say, we'll all go. I'd like to see Burbank in action. That's great. You'll sure see a good fight, Casey, when you see young Burbank in the ring. You can bet on that. That night, Lenore Case sat between Axford and Britt Reed and watched breathlessly as the Burbank Ennis bout entered the third round. Oh, it's only the third round. Burbank already has Ennis on the run. Now he's closing in. There's a solid right to the body. Another and another. Ennis is trying to move in for a clinch. He's winded and groggy. Burbank smiling and confident. 
Ennis is weakening fast. Oh, a one-two perfectly timed sends Ennis to the canvas. He's down, ladies and gentlemen. Ennis is down. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that means the first Oh, my goodness, that was certainly exciting. And how, Casey? Look, Burbank, hardly winded at all. Oh, Burbank's certainly a sensation. There's no doubt in my mind that he'll be the next middleweight champion. Maxford, who was that nice-looking boy who climbed into the ring just as we were leaving? Oh, that was Burbank's 18-year-old brother. Burbank won't fight unless his kid brother's sitting right there at the ringside near his corner. Brings him good luck, he says. I understand the two of them are alone in the world and practically inseparable. Well, that's what they say, Reed. Burbank's only 23 himself, but he watches over that brother of his like a hawk. Say, uh, I know there's Childress and his crowd at the ringside. Well, who's Childress, Mr. Reed? A big-time gambler. Owns the Redbird Roadhouse. He and his bunch have always backed the champ. We'll probably swing over to Burbank now, though. <laughs> that's right. Anyone can see right off that the champ ain't got a chance against Burbank. I can hardly wait to see Burbank take the championship. And believe me, for that guy, it'll sure be a pushover. Later that night at his office in the Redbird Roadhouse, Ed Childress was discussing the fight with two of his men. That guy Burbank's got what it takes, all right. He's ripe to take the championship. Yeah, that's the way it looks to me, Ed. But that ain't so good for us. That's right. We were hasty in putting out dough on that has-been champ. Everybody will be putting their dough on Burbank after tonight. You know, if anybody happened to have a lot of dough on the champ and he did win, they'd more than double their money. Even before we left the arena, they were offering two to one on Burbank to win. Yeah, but nobody's going to be fool enough to put a lot of dough on the champ to win. Not with Burbank in the ring. Me? I'm taking all I can get on Burbank from now on. I wouldn't be too hasty if I were you, Ray. Uh, what do you mean by that, Ed? Yeah, don't tell us that Ed Childress, who always bets on a sure thing, is going to take a long chance. <laughs> Come again, Ed. We don't get you. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, Buck. But I have an idea that might make it worth our while to grab all the dough we can get on the champ to win. What are you figuring on, Ed? When the time comes, I'll tell you. When I do, you'll both agree I know what I'm talking about. You can take my word for it. Burbank won't win the middleweight championship. It was a few days before the big bout. Joe Burbank lay resting on one of the beds in the hotel room he shared with his younger brother, Danny. Joe watched as Danny smoothed his hair in front of the dresser. Ah, I wish I could go to the movies with you, Danny. But that'll have to wait until after the bout. Yeah, I wish you could too, Joe. I'll be glad when the fight's over and you'll be off training for a while. Think I'll win, kid? Why, you know I do. Joe, you could lick that worn-out champ with one hand. <laughs> I don't forget, he's still the champ and he'll be fighting to hold the championship. Sure, but you'll be fighting to win it. And you will, Joe. I know you will. Uh, with you there to bring me luck, kid, I can't lose. Nothing could keep me from being there, you know that. I wish Mom and Dad could be there, too. See you become middleweight champ. Yeah. Yeah, sure. 
Hey, you better run along, Danny. I don't want you out too late. Okay, I'll come back right after the show. Goodbye, Joe. So long, kid. Have a good time. Burbank's brother, ain't you? Yes, I am. Why? Well, I just happened to see you come out of the hotel. I was just coming in. There's a friend of Joe's manager there in that car at the curb. He's got a message. Well, I won't be going back in for quite a while. You better go in yourself well, and get... It don't matter. It ain't too important. You can tell him when you go back. Come on to the car a minute. All right. Here he is, Buck. What did you want to Get say? inside and don't squawk if you know what's good for you. Hey, what is this? Shove him in, Ray. Get in, I said. Hey, listen, here, you can't get away Shut with up. this. This ain't no pop gun I got here. Okay, Buck. Step on. Well after midnight, when Joe Burbank was awakened by a knock at the door. <sighs> uh, who is it? Boy, sir. Uh, just a minute. <sighs> yeah, what is it? A note, sir, for Joe Burbank. Oh, look, my manager in the next room attends to all my mail, fella. A just man take... gave it to me in the lobby, sir. Said it was very important that you receive it personally. Okay, I'll take it. Thanks. Uh, wonder what this is. Joe Burbank. We've got your kid brother. If you ever want to see him again, make sure you don't win. Also, make sure you don't mention this to anyone. Remember, don't Win and don't talk. No. No, it must be a joke. Danny. Danny. The following afternoon, Mike Axford entered the Central City Room where Britt Reed was talking with Gunnigan, the city editor. Hi, Reed. Hi, Gunnigan. Hello, Axford. What's new? Yeah, what's on your mind, Mike? Uh, nothing much. Only I just found out something funny about the way the betting on the fight's going. Well, what do you mean, funny? Well, there's plenty betting. It's all in Burbank's favor from what I hear. Well, then you ain't been hearing from the right places, Gunnigan. Oh, yeah? How do you make that out? Now, listen. Here's what I mean by funny, and I just got it from the sports editor. <laughs> Childress and his bunch are betting on the champ to win. And they're getting some high odds. Ah, stop your kidding. I ain't kidding, Gunnigan. Some of the guys in the press room down at Cobb's headquarters told me the same thing. Some laid bets with Childress. But everybody knows the champ ain't got a chance to win against Burbank. Sure. So that's what makes it funny for Childress to be betting on the champ so heavy. Yeah, that is strange. Childress usually bets on a sure thing. Yeah, that's right, Chief. For a so-called big-time gambler, Childress is mighty cagey. The last I heard, Joe Burbank was in perfect condition for the fight. Well, for my dough, Burbank is still the right guy to bet on. Sure. I got a dollar on Burbank to win. 
Boy, you really spread your dough around, don't you, Mike? Sure, and I just made a bet for fun. I got better things to do with me dough. <laughs> That's right, Axford. You'll come out ahead on the long run if you stay away from the big betting. Uh, maybe you'd better run over to Burbank's hotel and look him over. He's stopping at the downtown, you know. Okay, Reed. I'll go over there right now. Yeah, but don't hang around there the rest of the day. Find out what you can and get back here. Okay, okay. Be seeing you later. So long. So long. It was dusk when Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Keto, his faithful Filipino valet, was waiting. Hello, Kato. Dinner ready? We'll be ready quick like anything, Mr. Britt. There's not much to... Oh, I answer it. Mr. Reed's apartment. Kato, let me speak to Reed. Is he there? Oh, yes, he's here, Miss Axford. Uh, just a moment. Well, here you are, Mr. Britt. Well, thanks, Kato. Hello, Axford. What's up? Reed, I came over to see Fulbank. He isn't seeing anybody, but I talked to his manager. Well, what's the matter with him? That's just it. The manager says Burbank's acting mighty funny. Won't talk to anybody. Doesn't want to eat... Next jittery is I'll get out. Oh, that's strange. Does his manager have any idea what the trouble might be? Nope. He says he can't get a word out of Burbank. He says it could be that maybe Burbank had a fallen out with his brother Danny. The manager ain't seen the kid around. I see. Uh, it sure looks bad for those who are betting on Burbank. Childress might clean up after all. Well, gotta go. See you later. Goodbye. Goodbye, Axford. Will Axford have bad news, perhaps? Kiddo, thousands of people are counting on Joe Burbank to win tomorrow night. And if he doesn't win, Childress and his mob will win thousands of dollars. Why do you think he not win, Mr. Britt? Well, something's wrong with Joe Burbank. What it is, nobody knows. And if he doesn't snap out of it by tomorrow night, he won't have a chance of winning that bout. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. After Axford's phone call concerning Joe Burbank's strange attitude, Britt Reed began to do some real thinking. Kato, I've watched Joe Burbank's climb with great interest. He was in the Daily Sentinel entry in the Golden Glove Tournament. 
Never known him to show nerves or temperament. Well, I often read about Burbank, Mr. Britt. This manager perhaps thinks he's upset because of a falling out with his young brother. Personally, I believe if that were the reason for his attitude, Burbank would come right out and say so. He's that type. Will you have idea, perhaps? I thought of several things that might be wrong. The only way to be sure would be to get Joe Burbank to talk. Axford says he won't talk to anybody, not even his manager. Well, you think maybe he talked to Green Hornet? It's worth a try, kiddo. The old downtown hotel has outside fire escapes, and I know the room Burbank occupies. It'll be easy to get in. We leave now, Mr. Britt? Why not? The sooner the better. Let's go. A short time later, Joe Burbank sat on the bed in his hotel room with his head in his hands. He failed to hear the window behind him raise slowly, nor did he know of the sinister figure that stepped over the sill and moved noiselessly toward him. Suddenly, he sprang to his feet as a voice spoke behind him. Thinking about the fight, Burbank? What the... The Green Hornet. Right. You seem a trifle upset. Worried about your brother, perhaps? What do you know about Danny? Where is he? Oh, so you are worried about him. If you didn't have that gun, I'd show you how worried I am. You must have sent that note telling me to throw the fight. You're the one who took Danny away, so I'd be forced to let the champ win. Maybe. Are you going to throw the fight? Isn't it enough that you snatched my kid brother without coming here to gloat? Knew darn well I'd throw the fight rather than have you harm him. I can count on you going into the ring, then. You figured it all out, didn't you? You knew I'd go in and make it look real so as to get Danny back. Without him in the corner, I couldn't win anyway. And you know that Danny won't squeal when he does come back because he won't want me disgraced for throwing the fight. You do expect him back after the fight, of course. If you don't bring him back, Hornet, so help me, I'll hunt you down if it takes the rest of my life and tear you apart with my bare hands. I'll remember that, Brink. I've heard what I wanted to hear. So long. you find out, Mr. Britt? Plenty, Cato. Burbank received a note telling him to throw the fight. And to make sure he does, his younger brother has been taken away. Well, who sent note? Well, he thinks I sent it, so it must not have had any signature. But the way things are going, I can make a good guess who's behind the whole thing. Well, who do you think? Well, Childress and his gang are taking heavy bets on the chap. That proves they know something's wrong with Burbank... And they know what's wrong with him because they're the ones who put him on the spot. Why Burbank not tell police? He's afraid they'll hurt his brother, and rightly so. Childress has too much money at stake now to let anything interfere. That's the way I see it, anyway. Where are you driving to now, Mr. Britt? Out to the Redbird Roadhouse. Did you go to make Childress tell where boy is? No, not exactly. The main thing now is to locate Danny Burbank without Childress knowing that we're hunting for him. Well, how we do that? I don't know yet. We'll look the ground over first. Then I'll decide just how to go about it. I'd better step on it. Well, there, Redbird Roadhouse, Mr. Britt. Yes. Chiller's office is in that left wing. The windows are dark. 
It's not in the office. Oh, too bad we're not able to hear him talking to men. Maybe they say something that give hint to whereabouts a boy. Yes. No use waiting around. There's no way to... Cato, I've thought of a way. What you think of? That improved automatic wire recorder, the one we worked on. It should be here on the space behind the seat. Oh, yes, sir. It's still there. Good. The amplified microphone will pick up the voices through a wall or floor, and it's turned on automatically by the sound of a voice. Oh, that's right. It worked like automatic water heater that turned on only when water run. Well, there's enough wire to record several hours if necessary. Well, how do you think to use special wire recorder? We'll get into the basement under Childress' office and rig up the recorder. We'll leave it there and come back for it after the nightclub closes down. Well, that good. The Childress bound to go to office to talk during evening. I hope something will be said that'll lead us to the place they're hiding Danny Burbank. Now, then, I'll have to try some other way. Come on, let's get that wire recorder and find a way to get into that basement right now. It was an easy matter to get into the basement under Childress's office and to set up the wire recorder. Then Brett and Cato went back to the apartment and waited. It was after two o'clock when the gleaming black car of the Green Hornet returned to the vicinity of the Redbird Roadhouse and two sinister figures moved through the shadows toward the cellar window which had been used in the previous visit. Here's the window. You wait here. I'll go in and bring out the wire recorder. Huh. What matter? I left this window unlocked when we left. It's locked now. I'll have to force it. Out of there. Now... Uh-oh. They had a burglar alarm set. Childress and his gang of sleeping quarters here. They'll be coming out. We must hurry. Leave now. No, I've got to get that recorder. Men coming. Listen, run to the Black Beauty. Start it and turn on the horn at horn. That'll attract their attention. I'll meet you on the road later. But, Mr. Britt, what are they... Get going, Cato. Quick. Yes, sir. chance. Moving quickly and silently, Britt Reed eased through the cellar window and made his way to the place where he had hooked up the wire recorder. He quickly detached it, closed the case, and started up through the window. Hey, what the... Quiet, Monk. You, 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 you have to put you down fast. Be uh, oh. seeing you, dope. Hey, Ed... Later, Britt and Cato, having returned to their apartment, set up the recorder to see if there had been any results. Britt sat tense as Cato turned on the machine. I hope it works, Cato. It should begin soon. Oh, Ed, what kind of a night we had tonight? Much of a take? Yeah, pretty good, Buck. It worked all right, Mr. Bates. Well, Chase, what we'll get tomorrow night, I had you, Senator Ed. How much we get out of the fight? About 30,000. Some are two to one, some are three to one. We'll rake in the dough when Burbank goes down for the count. Uh, when do you bring the kid back, Ed? <laughs> Listen to the dope. Uh, look, but, Ray. We meet here tomorrow night at 7. The fight's at 8.30. You'll go out to the cabin... Bump off Danny Burbank, then join us in the fight. You get it? Oh, so that's it. You ain't gonna bring him back, huh? You think I'm a fool? He might take it into his head to squeal on us. Get rid of him. Just as you say, Ed. Fine. You can leave here around 7.15 in the coop. You'll be back in time for the fight. Well, 
Come on, Smoothbrand. Hey. They plan to do away with Boy. Yes, but thanks to your improved recorder, we'll be around to prevent it. And then that recording will be evidence against all three of them. Maybe that fight isn't lost to Burbank after all. The following evening, a small coupe set out from the Redbird Roadhouse. Not far behind was the low, powerful car of the Green Hornet. Meantime, in a cabin along the riverfront, Danny Burbank lay tied hand and foot on a cot in the corner. If I could only get loose... Uh, Joe will throw the fight because of me. Oh, oh, it's no use. I can't lose. Well, kid, this is a big night. That brother of yours gets licked for good. And look, let me out of here. I won't say anything. I won't even go near the arena. I oh, promise shut you. shut up. I'm untying your feet so you can walk a bit. There. Stand up. Where are you taking me? For a little ride, bud. Maybe you'll even get a little swim in the river. With a nice rock around your neck. Why, you dirty... Kick me, will you? Get up and get along the car. Come on. All right. Going someplace? Hey, hurry. I'll take that gun. This will settle you. Oh, wait. You can't be mean enough to hit me when my hands are tied. I know you're the Green Hornet, but even you wouldn't... A little of this won't hurt you, fella. Gas. Grab it. I catch him. I'll take them both to the car. Danny won't be out long. But just long enough for us to get him to the arena for the fight. Let's go. The fight had already started. It was the second round, and Joe Burbank was barely holding his own. The fight fans sensed something was wrong. Burbank has lost his punch tonight. He's taking a terrific beating. Champs moving in, keeping that right cock, waiting for the opportune moment. Yes, sir, it looks like the end for Burbank. Ooh, that was a right to the chin, and Burbank is down. Burbank's trying to get up. He's on one knee, but he'll never make it. This is the finish of a great little fighter. Joe, get up, Joe! Get up fighting, Joe! It's me, Danny! He's up, he's up at nine. Burbank's up and fighting, folks. Something's happened to Burbank. He's coming back, coming back fast, throwing left and right. Oh, what a fight, ladies and gentlemen. The champ is backing up under this barrage of blows from Burbank. He's hitting the champ with everything but the kitchen sink. The champ's knees are buckling. Oh, what terrific right! And the champ is down. He's down. Joe! Joe, you did it! Danny! Oh. Danny, boy! Hi! Are you okay, Danny? Oh, sure, Joe, I'm okay. Ten. Everything's Ten. fine, Joe. Ten! Ladies and gentlemen, the winner and new middleweight champion, Joe Later that night in Burbank's hotel room... Sure, it was a great fight, Joe. That it was. Uh, thanks. You can print in the set, though, that it was due to Danny being there. I heard all about that at Cop's headquarters. Somebody left a crook and a roll of recording wire on the steps at headquarters with a printed note telling them to check on Childress. When the cops heard what was on that wire, they hustled out and picked up Childress and his gang for what they did to your brother. Uh, and did they get the Green Hornet, too? The Hornet? Was he mixed up in it? Well, wasn't he, Danny? Joe... There's just two people I'll bet on every time. You 
and the Green Hornet. Holy crow! What's the younger generation coming to? I'd like to know. copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. Thank you for listening to RadioClassics.com. Programs are copyright their respective owners. All rights reserved.